Last week we talked about this idea of ski jumping. I didn't want to have you guys uh, be freaked out by this new relationship series. So we talked about ski jumping. But in talking about ski jumping, we talked about the pressure and the influence that comes with ski jumping. That these Olympians that are participating in these two weeks have a lot of pressure and have a lot of influence when it comes to their different sports that they participate in. And when it comes to our relationships, the relationships that we choose to have, whether that is kind of a love relationship, whether that's a dating relationship, whether that's a friend relationship, there's pressure and influence that comes from our culture and from all different kinds of media. So we talked about this kind of acronym at the end of last week, this idea of ACTS. The first part was that you need to be aware. You need to be aware of the pressures and the influences and the choices and decisions that you have when it comes to relationships. That you need to think critically. And I spent a little bit of time on this last week because you guys have to be able to, everything you hear, everything you listen to, everything that you're told, you need to be able to think about what that is, whether it's true, whether it's right, whether it's something that you should follow. We talked about the fact that there is truth. There is truth in the Bible. There's truth from God about how we should have these relationships, how we should deal with the pressure and the influence of these situations. And the last one was this idea that you can stand up. And when I read these things last week, it sounded cliche, but they're important for you to hear that it's okay to say no, it's okay to wait, and it's okay to be different in the way that you think. And so tonight... We are going to continue not talking about ski jumping, but something uh, that I actually find super hilarious, just to keep helping us ease into all of this stuff. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Pinterest fails. How many of you know what Pinterest is? (coughs) We're going to talk about Pinterest fails. So it starts innocently enough. It starts with somebody having an idea or just surfing Pinterest and seeing an idea. I've, I've done it before. Pinterest used to be just about crafts and food and stuff, but there's a lot of like cool woodworking stuff on there, or uh, I bought a new house, um, so now I need to know how to organize all the stuff in my garage, so I look, I look that up for different ideas. So Pinterest fails start innocently enough. You're scrolling through, you, you see something delicious, something that would look great on your wall, a craft Something that even seems practical. You see that there's a recipe, that there's instructions, there's a supply list. There may even be, if you're lucky, a step-by-step video of how to create or execute this thing that you saw. You get all the ingredients together, you get all the supplies, you find enough time where you can sit down or go in your garage. Um, maybe even you know find somebody to help you to to while you work at this thing. And then, and then this happens. Or, or maybe this happens. Or maybe this happens. Nailed it! Or maybe this happens. Or, 
last but not least, and I would bet that there's some people that have actually tried this one. So we take the time to find things we want to create or make or kind of execute. We find the supplies and stuff. And then sometimes what happens, what comes out of that time and that effort and those supplies is honest, real, messy, imperfect, and not, or not necessarily like the original at all. And I think that sometimes this is the way that friendships go. We get introduced to someone, we strike up a conversation, or somehow we're drawn together through class or teams or clubs uh, or different hobbies. You meet somebody. We think we know what makes a good friendship. We see how other people make it work. We know that there's a recipe or basic ingredients to make a really good friendship work. Time spent together, conversations, remembering things you've been told by the other person, laughter, trust. So we know the ingredients, we know the supplies that make up a good friendship. We make time for our friends, Uh, we start to let our friendship shape and mold who we are. And sometimes we come to a point where we look at what started what we have built, and it doesn't quite look like what we first intended it to be. Sometimes a Pinterest fail may not look as pretty or as perfect on the outside, but it can still taste delicious. For friendships, they come in all shapes and sizes, traditions, inside jokes, special spots, shared secrets, memories, happiness, sadness, and pain. But here's the idea that I want you to think about tonight, and it's this, that fake friendship is easy, But real friendship is hard work. Why don't you say that with me? Fake friendship is easy. Real friendship is hard work. And hopefully, once you put the work in for friendships, hopefully it's honest, it's real, it's messy, it's imperfect, and it may not necessarily be what it originally intended to be. But you're going to rely on those people, those friendships that you have. So we're going to talk about a couple things tonight as far as friendships go. The first one is this idea of the fake out. Sometimes it's easy to lose sight of the definition of a friend. It's even easy to use the word as it was never intended to be used. It becomes almost a self-serving thing. What can I get out of this relationship? What can I get out of this friendship? And sometimes we even allow social media to twist the way that we see friendships even further. How many friends do I have? How many followers do I have? Friendship ends up being defined as accepting people or being accepted in these, in these different uh, social media cases. I actually find it, this has happened to me a few times, I actually find it incredibly awkward when I finally meet someone in person who I'm a friend with on Facebook. How many of you have had this happen before? Just just one. Okay, me and Courtney and James. Okay, so because I'm I'm a youth pastor, because I'm friends with a bunch of different people, um, sometimes we end up just becoming friends on Facebook. And then I'll end up meeting them in real life, and it becomes this super awkward thing. Uh, I always, because I'm an awkward person, I always go up to the person, I'm like, hey, we're friends on Facebook. 
And what that actually means is I have, I don't know anything about you. I know where you went on vacation last summer. I know what your wife looks like. I may even know your favorite place to eat, but I actually don't know anything about you. I think we can all think of that feeling. We can, think, we can think of the difference between meeting somebody on Facebook that we don't really know that we say we're friends with and someone, and the difference between that and someone who's a true friend. Think about these definitions that I found today about friendship. A friend is someone who is aware of how ridiculous you are and still manages to be seen in public with you. Someone who makes you laugh till you pee your pants. Someone who cries for you uh, when, you're special, when something special to you disappears. When you don't have enough money to get ice cream, they'll chip in. A friend is someone who is happy to spend time with you doing absolutely nothing at all. Someone who doesn't mind driving around on stupid errands. Who will get up at midnight just because you want to go on an adventure. Who doesn't have to talk to you to communicate with you. A friend is someone who not only doesn't care if you're ugly or boring, but doesn't even think about it. Someone who forgives you no matter what you do, and someone who tries to help you even when they don't know how. A friend is someone who tells you if you're being stupid, but who doesn't make you feel stupid. Listen to this last one really closely. A friend is someone you love and who loves you. Someone you respect and who respects you. Someone whom you trust and who trusts you. A friend is honest and makes you want to be honest too. A friend is loyal. A friend is someone who would sacrifice their life and their happiness for you. As I read this last definition today, I couldn't help but think about Jesus. And and the great example that he is of a friend. This last paragraph that I read actually came from Urban Dictionary. It's not, it's not from a Bible website. It's, not from, it's from a very secular website. But the things in this paragraph describe Jesus perfectly. He loves you. He is honest and truthful. He is loyal. And he is someone who did sacrifice his life for you. On the cross. John fifteen thirteen says this This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. <clears throat> this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. This is Jesus talking. This isn't just saying, like, make sure you go and find your friend and give them a hug and tell them, like, oh, hey, man, I love you. This is Jesus who talks about dying on the cross for you, not even meeting you, not even knowing you yet, before you were even born, knowing that he loved you so much that he was willing to die on the cross for you, that he loves you, that he's honest, that he's truthful, that he's loyal. Jesus was willing to put in the hard work in order to have a real friendship and a real relationship with you and with me. And are we content with just allowing others to be there for us? For others to give us advice? For others to sacrifice their time and their money 
for us, or are we willing to put in some hard work to put ourselves on the line for the sake of others? The next idea is this, that we're stronger together. Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12 says this, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up again. If two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. See, God never intended us to live life alone. It's pretty clear in the Bible that we are to build friendships and relationships with others. Two have a better reward for working together, which is sometimes hard work. It's not necessarily just easy to work with your friend and to to do stuff. We are not exempt from times of suffering, rejection, and disappointment in life. In this verse, it talks about if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? The fact is that we need friendships to support and encourage, to intercede for us, to be generous to us, to to help us to be warm in the cold times in our lives. The fact is that all of us are going to go through things. All of us are going to suffer. All of us are going to go through things where we need somebody. And we can either go at it alone or we can bring people along with us so they can share in that with us. I have to admit, for me, sometimes I don't know if I come on a little bit strong when I meet people. I have this mentality of really like jumping in with two feet. When, when I meet people or I, when I, I befriend people. <clears throat> and I have this mentality, and the reason why I think I keep my head on straight when it comes to friends is that I, I look at them like family. I've said probably in the last three weeks to people who are not my family, well, this is what you do. This is what you do for family when it talks about, about friends. And this is, this is about keeping people close, that we're stronger together. That it's not just about me getting something from the people around me. Not just befriending people so that I can take and I can have and I can have support when I want to. But it's about about having family. It's about living life together. God intended us to live life together. Not that everyone is going to be a perfect friend. And you and I can't promise that we're going to be perfect friends to each other. But hopefully, through the honest, real, messy, and imperfect, we can find true friendship. We can be there for one another. The last thing is this. Recommendations. And requir- it sounds really serious. Recommendations and requirements. Colossians three twelve to 14 says this. Put on, then, as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive, and above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony." God is very specific in what he asks of us because these are things that Christ 
that Jesus has modeled for us. And all of us are called to be like him, especially in our friendships. So what I want you to do is, you don't have to close your eyes, but just, if you want to, close your eyes, put your heads down, think about these words as, as I talk about these words for a second. <clears throat> think about the ways, think about the ways that you have lived out these things lately. The first one is this. Compassionate hearts. With your friends, have you been listening? Have you been actually remembering conversations? Being able to hear when someone, when something else is actually going on. Are you able to listen past the fines or the I'm okay and actually be able to know when your friend is actually going through something? Having a compassionate heart. This idea of kindness. Are you speaking words of encouragement? Doing things for your friends for no reason. Giving up time or money in order to help your friend. Humility. Maybe you don't always have the right answer in a conversation or an argument. Or maybe you don't have to be so quick to share your opinion. Maybe you can learn some things from your friends. Maybe you can take the back seat to your friends as they try new things or as they struggle through things. Do you have humility towards your friends? This idea of meekness. Meekness is not being selfish or arrogant, loud or obnoxious. Rather, having a quiet but confident trust in the Lord. Trusting God to show you the things that you need to do in your friendships. This idea of patience. Patience may mean having the same conversations with your friends over and over again. Maybe not seeing eye to eye on everything. Maybe waiting for your friend to figure out something on their own instead of you having to explain it away. How much patience have you shown your friends lately? the verse continues of bearing with one another. This is the idea of making allowances for each other's faults, for your friend's annoying habits or irritating things that they do. Is your friendship stronger? Is your care and love for your friends deeper than the annoying habits they have or the faults that they might show? This idea of forgiving or forgiveness I think this is a big one. Are you harboring words or actions that your friends have done? Are you secretly holding them to a standard without sharing with them how it made you feel? Is it better to hold on to those things that your friends have done that have hurt you or wronged you? Or are you willing to put in the hard work to talk to them and to forgive them? This idea of love. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Fake friendship 
Fake friendship is easy. Real friendship is hard work. Think about for a second if not just you thought about these things, but if your friends thought about them in the way that they treated you. It would be a pretty different world if we all thought about these things when we went to speak to our friends, when we went to, to speak to our family members, when we, when we thought about our relationships in our life. Compassionate hearts, humility, meekness, patience, <clears throat> putting up with each other, forgiving, and love. So here's some questions for you to think about as you head to your small group. What work do you need to put in this week? I may be talking tonight, and you may have a picture in your mind of one of your friends. That friend may even be in this room tonight. I don't know. But maybe there's some work that has to be done in that friendship, either to make it stronger or to repair some walls. What work do you need to put in this week? Who do you need to apologize to? What words do you need to speak to one of your friends this week? What hard work are you willing to put in in order to experience some real friendships? As I I read these questions, I think about my, my friend Corey from high school. We were... We were best friends. We were inseparable. We were, I was at his house all the time. And then Melody and I got married. We moved across the country. And we, you know, we kind of lost touch. We ended up getting invited to his wedding. So when we moved back from Ontario, uh, like the weekend we got back was his wedding. And this is like one of my best friends. <laughs> and... At the end of the wedding, beautiful wedding, had a lot of fun at the reception and stuff. And I just got back from Ontario from two years of being away, being away from my friends and stuff. And I remember, <coughs> I remember like saying we were leaving and they were going to head off to their honeymoon. I remember going up to them and saying congratulations and giving them a hug and, and saying like, hey, I'm back in town now. Like we should, we should get together. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know why this is a thing that I hold on to and harbor. But he said, he said, don't call me, we'll call you. And in that moment, he probably said it in a joking way. But all of a sudden, all this stuff from high school, and even though we were friends, came back to me. And I took that to heart. I didn't call him. I literally waited for him. And he contacted me a couple weeks ago, and we haven't been able to get together. But this is me being vulnerable to you. That is one thing that I want to, maybe not like, bring up, but I want to I wanna be able to make that right with him, that I wasn't a good friend, that I took a lot of things in the past and let that, let that build up, and let one silly comment at the end of a wedding get in the way of somebody who I've shared a lot of memories with and shared a lot of life with, and so this, fake friendships are easy, it's easy to just say, hey, I'm, I'm friends with this person, but real friendships are hard work. And believe me, at, at 35, I still have friends from high school that I barely ever see, but when we get together, it's like we haven't missed a beat. And then there's friends like my buddy Corey, who it's going to take some work to build that trust again, to get back there, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it in the end. So just 
right now you might be sitting there, you might not be able to think of anything. You might have really great relationships. You might be way better at friendships than I am, and I give you kudos for that. But there may be things tonight that you need to think about or people you need to talk to this week, people you need to apologize to, people you need to speak words to this week. And God wants to show you how to do that. Jesus has given us such a great example of no matter who we are, what we've done, that he loves us so much. And in turn, he can give us the strength, he can give us the boldness to to ask for forgiveness or to, to come alongside a friend and to fix those things and to make them better. There's nothing like having really good friends in your life. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this evening. <clears throat> I thank you for even the way that you're working in my heart tonight as I'm speaking these words, God. <clears throat> God, isn't it amazing when we have really great friends that we can just look across the room and start laughing because we know what the other person's thinking? Someone that we can trust, someone that we love spending time with, <clears throat> someone that's more than a friend, but their family, and that you'd do anything for, God. And I just thank you for the example of Jesus, that you were willing to do anything and everything to have a relationship with us. You were willing to send your son to die on a cross so that we could spend time with you, that you could be a part of our lives. <clears throat> and so, God, I just pray for each and every one here, that we just be thinking about the friends in our lives that we'd be thinking about the things that we need to say, the things that we need to do, the relationships that we need to, to continue to, to build, God, and that, that, we would be, that we'd be blessed by those friendships. And so I just pray for our small group time now as we go, that, <coughs> that you'd be with us. We just thank you for how much you love us and you care for us. In your name, amen. <coughs>